O oh, today that you would hear his voice and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. A reading from Psalm 29, these are God's words. A Psalm of David. Ascribe unto Yahweh, O ye sons of the mighty. Ascribe unto Yahweh glory and strength. Ascribe unto Yahweh the glory due his name. Worship Yahweh in holy array. The voice of Yahweh is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth, even Yahweh upon many waters. The voice of Yahweh is powerful. The voice of Yahweh is full of majesty. The voice of Yahweh breaketh the cedars. Yea, Yahweh breaketh in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf, Lebanon and Syrian, like a wild ox, like a young wild ox. The voice of Yahweh cleaveth the flames of fire. The voice of Yahweh shaketh the wilderness. Yahweh shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of Yahweh paineth, or twists, the oaks, and strippeth the forest bare. And in his temple everything saith, Glory. Yahweh sat as king at the flood, and Yahweh sitteth as king forever. Yahweh will give strength unto his people. Yahweh will bless his people with peace. These are God's words. You can take your seats. As I mentioned the other week, we are revisiting some of the Psalms we have previously done. And as you heard me reading Psalm 29 for the second time, you would have noticed how it is quite fitting uh, with the weather we've been having lately. Uh, you may remember back to when we first sung it, quite a while ago now, we considered how it is good and appropriate for all men and women to praise God and give him the glory that is due his name for wild weather, even when it causes devastation, even when it kills people. God's power is manifest in extreme weather events, and the display of his power should stir up in us an appropriate response toward him. And one of those responses should be praise toward our God. As verse 9 says, The voice of Yahweh paineth the oaks, and strippeth the forest bare, and in his temple everything saith, Glory. Now, we're not going to go through this um, verse by verse as we did the first time, but I thought I'd use its general message to address our current extreme weather. Many people on the news and on social media this week will be telling you what to think about this rain, why it is our fault, why Mother Earth is angry at us, and how the right political policies can save us from ourselves. But we must not be deceived. I don't think many of us are, but we shouldn't believe anything that they're saying about this. They are claiming to know things that we humans, with our limitations, with our many limitations as humans, we couldn't possibly know. While God is displaying his awesome power in the weather, they are displaying their wild arrogance, attributing the weather and everything that's happening to some other force other than him. We know that this kind of arrogance provokes the wrath of the one that we know controls the weather. So with all the claims of finite and fallen man all about us, what can we say for certain about the, these particular weather events that we've been experiencing? I'm going to give you three. And this is by no means an exhaustive list. It is a pastoral list. So firstly, God was in control of this storm. If David was praising God for only some wild weather in this psalm, 
then someone else, someone, some other being other than God, deserves praise for the power on display in other wild weather events. But of course, no one else deserves glory. All weather is from God, and all the glory is due to his name, so God should be praised for dumping 245 millimeters of rain in a 24-hour period on Auckland, specifically. This rain that has been falling is speaking. It tells us that we have an immense God. Who can withstand his power? He can make our incredible man-made storm water systems fail whenever he wants. This rain is telling us to humble ourselves and admit that there are things completely out of our control. There were things that we thought we had control of, but God took that control away. Praise God. He is mighty and we are but men. The second thing we can know for certain about this particular weather event is that we didn't deserve better weather than this. We can't complain that this weather is not fear. We are not entitled to sunny skies and light to moderate rain from time to time. Where would we root these thoughts of entitlement? You hear people speaking as though this were the case all the time. This is not fear. Every day, whatever weather it brings, is a gift from God. And to sinners, it is an undeserved gift at that. Over all the works of our sovereign Lord, we must believe the statement of Abraham to be true. He said, shall not the judge of all the earth do what is just? This brings up a question that Yaku asked on our Facebook group. Could this rain be a specific judgment from God? Is this a form of cosmic justice? I thought the same thing. Most Christians wouldn't even think to ask this question. So what is the answer? Maybe. The most rainfall in a 24-hour period ever recorded in Auckland's history at a time when, as a nation, we are the most tolerant of sin and evil than we ever have been. There is a logic to it. It has some plausibility. It's more plausible, plausible to me than a little bit of extra carbon in the air doing it, causing it. But can we know for certain that this is God's judgment? I don't think so. It is hard to establish with certainty in this age without a direct word from the Lord what's going on. But it is worthwhile considering what this age is and the intention behind God's prophetic silence. God does still send wild weather in judgment. He hasn't changed in that. Weather is still a tool in his hands. But how does he use this tool? He does so knowing that we cannot know for certain how he is using it. In our age, ignorance is a design feature. But when I say we are ignorant, he has not left us entirely ignorant. He wants us to know that he does still use the weather to judge men. That is plainly revealed to us in scripture. So what should we do with the knowledge that we have been given? I think we ought to humbly observe what God is doing in the weather and make humble judgments. Judgments like, this could very well be a judgment from God, but we do not know for sure. I believe that is as far as we can go. 
without a word from the Lord. We would all love it if God gave us full knowledge of what he is doing with the wild weather around us, but he doesn't. This being the case, not knowing what God is doing must be in some way for our good. There is a reason for not knowing some things and a reason for knowing others. God is pleased when we place our faith in the things that have been revealed to us, and he is pleased when we do not place our faith in things that have not been revealed to us. What we can know is that whatever weather we receive from God's hand, this is what we can know for certain, it is fear. That is the second thing we can know for certain. God is always just, he is always fair. You can place your faith in that. Now thirdly, we can know for certain that the world is not going to end soon with a weather catastrophe. That is not prophesied. Do not place your faith in anyone who would claim that. Remember five or six years ago when all those prophets of doom were saying that we had 12 years left? They were false secular prophets who left God out of their already rubbish calculations. What has God promised? He has promised that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of Yahweh as the waters cover the sea. That is what is promised directly to us in Habakkuk 2.14. The ignorance of the climate experts is actually proof that we have a long time left. What do I mean? The knowledge of the Lord has to fill the space that they currently occupy before the end. One day, they and all other weather reporters will be humbled by the knowledge of the Lord. They will keep to making predictions that are humble and and based on true revelation. Now, this is a sad time for Auckland, and if I had been preaching to a congregation from Auckland, I think my emphasis might have been different. Um, We probably all know people affected by the rain, and we must grieve with them and support them where we can. But this hasn't been my emphasis, because as one of your pastors, I think the main thing we need to be on guard for at this particular moment is the way our culture wants to capture our hearts and minds through their constant preaching about what's going on. Instead of being freaked out about the threat of global warming, Christians need to be still and know that Yahweh is God. We must be humble and happy as the effects of this weather event and other future events come and go. And this psalm reminds us that all Christians must also praise God for the manifestation of his power. No one else is doing that right now. Where have you heard people saying, through this wild weather, in the fear of the Lord, wow, God is amazing. God is powerful. Praise God. So we're going to do that now. Let's praise the Lord for the glory that is due him with Psalm 29. Give to the Lord all the glory that's due him. Give him the honor and glory today. Sons of the
Is 